Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Something Super Spiritual. I am your host, Jeffrey Peck. And I, like I am a little bit speechless right now because I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed too. I am, you know, working on these episodes, you know, and, and I'm working on the audio for the podcast listeners, I'm working on the video for the YouTube viewers and and suddenly things are not adding up. My 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 episode numbers aren't adding up and I can't figure out what happened until it dawns on me, you know, the last episode you guys listened to was season two, episode nine with Courtney Dawson. And it was great response, lots of downloads, huge downloads. And, and I'm, I'm working on episode 10 and 11 and I'm like, but why isn't this adding it up? Why, where is eight? And I realized that I put season two, episode eight on the YouTube platform. Somehow I spaced putting it out on the podcast plat platform. So, so you guys, you're this this next one is it's just a little behind. Season two, episode eight, evolving in spirit with psychic medium and teacher Pamela Cody. Beautiful energy, beautiful light, amazing journey, and lots to connect with in her experience. She's an absolute sweetheart. You'll want to give her a hug too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this short so you can get right into the to the episode. But you know what? Maybe this is what it feels like when a virtual assistant is is in the works, you know? I mean, when you're when you're getting busy and busier and it's getting more and more difficult to respond to the gaggles of emails and direct messages and how awesome is that, you guys? I mean, this is why I'm doing this work to connect with all of you out there and spread the word and spread the the light and be, you know, an example and a reflection for you to recognize within you who you are, that light, that eternal truth, that spirit. And it's just so beautiful being able to share all these people with you. So, all right, enough said. You guys enjoy um, a, a little bit behind season two, episode eight. <laughs> and uh, I'm working on I'm working on, on number uh, 10 and 11 right now. So that'll be coming out probably this week too. All right, you guys are amazing. I love you all the smithereens. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy this episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side or discussion about spirituality, life after life and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Something Super Spiritual. I have got some really precious energy for you to experience today. And I want to talk about the synchronicities that led her here with us. I want to introduce you to Pamela Cody. She is a beautiful psychic medium, healer, spiritual way shower out of the Los Angeles area. And uh, last week, one of my viewers I received a really sweet email from Manny, this, this sweet Manny who's been watching my shows and listening to my podcast. And he emailed me, he said, 
hey, can I rep can I recommend Pam? She's just so beautiful. And I think that you two would really get on well together. And so, I mean, immediately I went to the interwebs and I found you and emailed you right away. And thank you, Manny, for the introduction. Welcome, Pam. Thank you so much for being here. It's really an honor to have you. Oh, thank you. It's my honor. And thank you, Manny, so much. And before I even read that email, I could feel all this uplifting, wonderful energy from you, Jeffrey. Like I could feel it before I even read the email. And oh. when I saw the email, I'm usually so, you know, skeptical. I don't know why of what I want to be involved with, but I was like, this is a yes. I was like, this is just a yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. So you guys, Pam is a very bright light that this world we all need. And I want to I want to just give a brief rundown on 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 what you do. This is from your about me page on your website. <laughs> and I mean and this is just listen to this you guys. Beautiful. I'm a visionary, soul coach, clairvoyant, clairaudient, psychic tarot channeler, angelic reiki healer music curator, medium, and magic intuitive arts teacher currently living in Los Angeles. She is here to empower you and connect you to your own unique magic and magical life. Thank <laughs> you for all of that. That is so beautiful. Thank you for stepping into this role. Thank you for trusting and surrendering to this role. And yeah, please introduce yourself a little bit. Talk to us a little about a bit about your your journey, your path, have you always been directly dialed into spirit since a little kid? Or is this something that happened later in life for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to say I am one of these people who was sort of born with it, so to speak. Okay. Um, did go through quite a bit of struggle with acceptance. Uh, I remember from God, such a young age, like four years old, just staying awake at night and sitting in my room and watching these beautiful like lights. They were like these like fairy nets that would like kind of fall over me, but they were so beautiful and they were so luminous and gentle and they would like fall over and then dissipate. And they were like webs of flowers and light. And it was so beautiful. And then one day my older sister, who is about three and a half years older than me, mentioned that she saw them. And we couldn't believe it. Like we've both been having this experience <laughs> of seeing these beautiful, magical lights. And, you know, I really tried to think about, because uh, I know some people um, recognize relatives in that and spirit at that age. But to me, it was more the lights. And I would see faces at time. But I was more interested in, in for some reason, that form of spirit. And then the other thing that I saw that I'm not sure other people, you know, I'm so interested if other people have had this experience yeah. is I would be almost like tree spirits. Okay. <laughs> I would see tree spirits at night and I grew up in New York city in an apartment building, like on the 14th floor. And so at night I, I would see these lights and then I would see like these tree spirits and plant spirits and occasionally like an animal spirit. Um, and it was all very delightful to me. It didn't scare me. It mm -hmm. didn't scare me. Um, it was only later um, that I think a bunch of us saw like a, a um, like a horror movie. And then it occurred to me to be a little afraid, like, well, what are ghosts, right? Oh. Which Hollywood, you know, like there is a phenomena of ghosts, of course, but it's not really what 
Hollywood presents it as, right? Right, right. Um, so I, it was pure delight and connection and loving presence to me um, from the get-go. And yes, I always kind of knew things. I used to get in trouble, actually, <laughs> for like just like seeing things people weren't ready to see or they weren't ready to talk about or they would never want to talk about maybe, right? Sure. Um, things that were going on with them or other people or people that were lying. And I'd be like, hey, everyone can see this, right? Like, and it's like, don't talk about it. Like, don't, you know, um, because I do think part of psychic ability in a very natural, authentic way is that as intuitives and sensitives and mediums, um, part of that gift is wanting to live in the truth. It's, it's, I, I don't think you can fully separate that out, right. at least for me. I can't. I have learned over years to be a little more polished and sophisticated. And, you know, my guides will tell me as well, don't tell this person this. Like, mm -hmm. like you, know how you watch like, um, what is it? The Long Island Medium and she's going around, blah, blah, blah. you know, I see this for you. My guides will be like, don't tell them this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like I have very strict etiquette from my guides of I do not give unsolicited messages. I don't either. And it's, um, it's 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 just my etiquette, and and there are times where people are like, I think you should tell them this, and I have friends that will encourage me that, and will end up with things like free lunch, because I'll I'll see their unborn children and spirit around them, yeah. and a beautiful message, and I'll be like, I don't want to tell them, and they're like, Well, I'm telling them, and they'll mm -hmm. tell them, and the person will be brought to tears because it's exactly the message they needed. So mm -hmm. it's it's finding that balance and. Yeah. But for me, it's always been sort of present. And for most of my young life, I kind of suppressed it or, you know, held it back or um, because I didn't realize that not everyone had intuition even, right? right. Like that's, I can't imagine that. I can't right. imagine not being intuitive. When you say that you saw the lights and you saw mm -hmm. the 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 wispiness or the tree spirits did you see them with your physical eyes or did you see them with your third eye or both at that age i saw them with my physical eyes okay wow and so as neat. i got as i got older i still so this whole thing happened where i have multiple abilities but in terms of mediumship very specifically i i sort of repress that side for a while because there was an experience where I kind of realized like my best friend at school wasn't seeing spirits at night right and so I was like oh okay I'll adjust right um but when but you know as it happens spirit always comes back right spirit always comes back for us and yes. so I was being objectively and as a teenager when spirit decided to come back it was so gentle it was like people I knew that passed would just kind of come and stand in front of me and I did see them objectively and I wish I had really like kept this right because I I at yeah. one point told the universe oh, I don't want to see them out in the room I was like I was like what do you think a third eye is for I was like <laughs> I was like don't need to see them out there right yeah. and I really now I'm so regretting this because like I'm not saying I never see objectively anymore and the, but the times that I do are so powerful like I've had a few communications like since it's, you know, more developed me where not only am I seeing them objectively, I'm feeling their presence mm -hmm. as if they are sitting next to me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I will develop forever to get to that level, right? Like mm -hmm. all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But when I was younger, I don't want to see anything in the room because I'm scared. Yeah, that makes total sense. 
I was just scared. And also I went through this whole thing of like, this is weird. Why am I so weird? And I was like um, receiving song lyrics when I was a teenager from my favorite artists before they released their albums. And then that was really freaking me out. And I didn't have the, um, you know, you're a teenager. We're also narcissistic, right? So it's like, well, what does this mean? You know, yeah. is there like a connection here? And it's like, well, actually you just kind of can remote view a little bit, right? It's like not personal to you. This is like spirit messages, right? But it's like at that age, <laughs> I'm like, I have a special connection to this band, right? But it's like, no, no, you. It's this is a psychic ability, right? Yeah. And I think this is why development's so important, right? Oh. Because <laughs> thank you. You know, that was going to be my next question uh, as you were talking about this. So perfectly timed. You know, when you did grow into adulthood and you recognize the reality to all of this did you find a teacher did you how did you know when the student is ready the teacher arrives and and people show up for us throughout our journey how was that like for you well I would say there were steps before that right mm -hmm. so all of this I sort of repressed so I was about 15 and then it was coming in in ways that I knew it was evidential because there was no contest about it. And I would see, I would have visions of people passing before they pass, like, and how they would die. And, um, and someone went missing and I kept having dreams about him that he was like, came back as a zombie and brain dead. And um, a month later when he was found, he was brain dead. He had um, taken all this acid and he had like lost his, literally lost his mental capacity. Um, I was having all these experiences of spirit trying to wake me up. And, you know, today, like my communications from spirit are very peaceful. It's very flowy. But when spirit's trying to wake you up, sometimes it's a little dramatic. I don't know if you oh. had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. But like the but like more dramatic things, like, you know, having those visions of someone's going to die and then that unsettled feeling for weeks. Right. And then they they pass, but they're only 18 years old and there was mm -hmm. no way that someone could think those things could happen right mm -hmm. um like those experiences so I don't know why that all happened to me as a teenager I think that was bad timing if uh, that's not why I would have chosen it but that's when spirit chose it but at simultaneously I have to say and I think this is a really interesting part of the equation to me and it's something that when I write my my book um which I'm in the process of I am going to focus some time on, which is that spirit before bringing me out and bringing me even to develop with other teachers, right? They worked on me. They asked me to evolve. Spirit started coming to me among, so the visions, there were the visions, and then there were like these, for some reason, ability to pick up information from yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but there was also at a certain point, I think this was around... 14, 15, I would start hearing very quietly, there's an angel on your shoulder. You just hear that multiple times. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I'd be like out, you know, with friends and I would just hear this quiet, there's an angel on your shoulder. And I heard that for a while and I got kind of acclimated to that, I guess, which I guess was the plan, right? I think that was the plan. And then that turned into be careful. <laughs> And over time, I kept hearing, be careful, before later in that day, um, someone would actually sort of trigger me into some kind of emotional anger thing, right? Like, sure. like, like, was asking me to temper my um, personality, my human self spirit was saying, hey, 
let's just have awareness, right? When this happens, be gentle, be careful. Like almost how you talk to a like a two-year-old. Yes. Be gentle. Mm-hmm. We know you're mad, but be gentle, right? So spirit mm-hmm. is coming to me. <laughs> I don't know what this means about me, but I I embrace it. I don't I I I I feel that as humans, um, the more we just embrace our lessons, the better. So spirit oh. was coming to me with essentially be gentle. <laughs> And it actually helped create okay. awareness. It actually mm-hmm. helped me handle all these situations with more um, finesse and foresight and thoughtfulness and consideration for other people and better outcomes. Sure. And from there, they started building. But the other thing that happened before I saw spiritual development in terms of like mediumship development specifically, mm-hmm. because I didn't know that was a thing, really. I don't know why I didn't know that was a thing, but I didn't know it was a thing. And I also had all this confusion when I was younger that if I was psychic, which I knew that I was sometimes, and if I was a medium, which I absolutely knew that I was sometimes because there had been too many, it had been proven to me over yeah. and over, right? And other people had confirmed it as well. So um, if I was this sometimes, I was like, but if I really was meant to do this, I would be omniscient, right? And I think that that distinction of understanding that no, only the creator, like like only like the universe and the creator and the cosmos is actually omniscient, right? And there's like a whole teaching. One day I did this meditation because I'm really into meditation. And I would say before mediumship development, I did a lot of meditation developments. Mm-hmm. I did this whole meditation on my thoughts or the thoughts of the creator. My thoughts are the creator's thoughts because I was trying to make this connection just to see what would happen. Right. And I received message back you will never know the thoughts of the creator you will never know the full thoughts of the creator because it's we're not meant like as messengers and guides we're meant to give the messages we're given we're not meant to be omniscient right yeah and this was actually something i was very confused about because i was like if i'm supposed to be like i know that i have these extraordinary experiences but if I'm supposed to be out there (laughs) doing this work you know James Von Prague Tony Stockwell you know if Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be out there I should be omniscient (laughs) (laughs) I love that and and listen this is where a show like yours is so important because you can educate the public you can educate people that we're not here to be omniscient actually Mm -hmm. we're here to give the messages and guidance that the greater intelligence gives us essentially mm-hmm. to give to people to better their lives uplift humanity and bring that better vibe right yes mm-hmm. so this is a huge kind of thing for me but the other thing that was happening is despite my own inner struggle which i guess had some ego to it honestly mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. oh am i really psychic and oh what a <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah get that. this is for me yes i totally get that yep <laughs> <laughs> right um if if that's going on and then but I always was brought to meditation and so one of my turning points besides some extraordinary visions I had was that when I was in college I went on this singing program in Portugal for two months it was this amazing singer teacher and he brought along a dancer who did Alexander Technique meditations this man Remy Sharmalet who's in spirit now he is a phenomenal person an artist dancer meditator beautiful beautiful human being he would bring us into meditation every morning and it turns out if someone's highly intuitive or psychic and you put them in meditation every morning 
those abilities are going to rise. Like I yeah. can't even believe all the communications I was getting. And then I had this dream that the teacher of the program told me in the dream, I'm going to have an accident. I'm going to fall on the floor. Try to hear me because I'm going to be there for hours. A week later, it absolutely happens. This poor man falls on the floor in his apartment. Nobody could hear him for hours. He hit his head really badly. People had to stay the night with him for a while. We were all taking shifts, like watching over him. And um, wow. on my shift, watching over him, I kept hearing, I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. And I'm like looking at him like, oh my God. And I'm like checking on him. He's just asleep like a baby. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, because all my abilities are just picking up in Portugal because this man is leading us through meditation every day. Sure. And it's phenomenal. But I'm like, what is going on at the same time? I go back to my roommate on the program and she's just complaining and bitching about, oh, sorry, you can take that word out. It's okay. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. She's just complaining that she was so thirsty all night and someone had drank all the water. <laughs> there was no bottled water left. And she was just so, she was actually mad about it. She was actually kind of mad about it. And I was like, oh, well, I was just there, you know, taking care of our teacher, like, and losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also on the Portugal trip, I mean, it was just like jam packed with experiences, including like someone talking to me on this path one day and I'm going back to the apartment where we had these sliding glass doors and someone's talking to me and spirit doesn't usually talk to me in other languages. Usually it's just like a universal kind of telepathic, whatever language mm -hmm. you can receive, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. but literally another language, someone talking to me in another language and I'm like, okay, this gets my attention, right? No one's here, this language, what, you know, this is different. I get close to the apartment and this glass door comes crashing forward. And if I had been a few feet closer, it would have like smashed over me, right? Mm -hmm. I could have been quite injured actually. Sure. And here's where I challenge Hollywood. So if I'd had a Hollywood state of mind on ghosts, I would think, oh, it's trying to kill me or something, right? Like trying to drag me into like the hereafter with them to haunt mm -hmm. his apartment complex, right? Yes. But like actually the vibe of it was that someone was warning me and they actually diverted my attention. They slowed me down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They slowed mm -hmm. me down. They possibly saved me. Like they, Completely. you know. And um, so anyway, this this that trip happened. It's every time I went into meditation, these gifts came back, including the last time I started meditating, I ended up working in it. And I don't even remember those conscious decisions to do that. <laughs> yeah. But development, we wanted to talk about development. So for me, the first development was really through. I would say three times in my life where I really went deep into meditation practices. And one of those was I learned all this really kind of, I guess, slightly adapted, essentially Buddhist meditations of like meta, which is loving kindness and goodwill and good karma. And yeah. traditionally those meditations are, you know, may you be blessed for all your days and your family and their family and, you know, forever and ever. So, but like I, I worked with this teacher, George Haas, who does more simplified um, modern versions and kind of brings it into people healing their life. And, um, and I went deep into the work. So I was like, this is great. And one of the exercises, Jeffrey, is fee, fee, uh, see, feel, hear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> see, 
feel here. We're going to focus on because we create more awareness in our senses of see, feel here. So anything left of like, oh, no, I'm not really psychic. Let me just present myself as, you know, music supervisor to the world. That ripped away. Like, it's just the awareness was too present. And, um, and then I actually worked, I was actually working a few years doing readings and with success. So, so I'm not somebody that needed development to make money. That's not why I do it. Mm-hmm. It's honest. In fact, it costs me money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, mm-hmm. I, because I, the people that I choose are some of the, the, in my opinion, and most people's opinion, I feel in the field, some of the, the top masters and they deserve that money. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't need any development to make money in spiritual business. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I've had those experiences with spirit. Once I realized development was a thing, mm-hmm. it really didn't know. I know it's ridiculous, but I really didn't know until I was already doing it and already teaching as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but my guides helped me with that. Like my guides would come in and help me with my curriculum. And, you know, they at one point told me my class, because I worked for this store called House of Intuition in Los Angeles, and they kind of pushed us into teaching, right? And my guides would help me with the format for the class. And at one point, they told me my class was really boring. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "You got to make it more fun." They were like, "There's no wrong, with, there's nothing wrong with making the class fun." And then they introduced this idea to me of how about have a mystery guest, which is someone in spirit that people can read like um, passively. So it's almost like a passive mediumistic lesson, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you're just going to have a name in the room with them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be learning other things, but then they can come back to it at the end, like a game, right? I love that. Yeah, yeah. With what they, with what they received, right? And um, so it's very interesting, um, very interesting. But so anyway, once I realized there was development and I'd had some of these readings, which I'm sure you've had this experience too, which is so compelling, you know, not all my readings are this by any means, but when having had the experience of having those readings that come together, like this is the person's name, this is the father, this is what he looks like, he died of Parkinson's, he's calling out the name of the other sister who you're talking to, um, and, you know, giving such clarity on what the person's going through in life and helping them. Mm -hmm. And literally like, you know, just, when the evidence becomes so extraordinary, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying all my readings are this. I, I mean, it happens. And and yeah. I would say that the evidence I bring in in my readings is something that people have told me really touches them. And mm-hmm. I, I was not brought up a spiritualist, right? I didn't mm-hmm. have that training, right? So right. it comes in there organically through spirit with the messages and the um, love and other kinds of evidence, usually than the typical questions. Yeah. But having had both experiences is so compelling when that happens that mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do this as much as like, I want like, like the more, the best I can be at this, the more, the most of service I am. Right. Like I completely like, relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely. And so to me, this is so invaluable. I will never not feel compelled. Right. Mm-hmm. I think development <laughs> is so important. I think it's ongoing. <laughs> development is always yeah. ongoing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's so many things within your journey that I completely resonate with. Uh, I, you know, I didn't have it from birth like you did. Um, For me, it happened in 2006. I was 36 years old. 
And, and I was attuned to Reiki and the side effect for me was that, you know, it ignited all the spiritual senses, kablam, all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly during Reiki treatments with people on my table, Mm -hmm. I feel that person standing next to me and I know who it is. And, and suddenly I'm developing this. I mean, I'm, I'm delivering this evidential mediumship before I even knew what it, what I was doing. Totally. I mean, that happened with me too. When I first started reading and I'm Reiki attuned too, by the way, and I didn't realize, I was like, oh, it's part of the Reiki experience that the loved ones are around the table. Right. And it's like, no, for the majority of Reiki people out there, Mm it is not like that is mediumship. That's actually mediumship. And and to understand to separate these things out. But yeah, when I was first reading, I, I don't even know why I started doing it. I think I had this slump in my entertainment career and I did this boy band show where I was just so burnt out. I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, but I just was trying it out really. And I didn't start with mediumship. I started with kind of like, I knew I was psychic and intuitive and I was just using my cards and, mm-hmm. And people from spirit were like, oh, that's my son. That's mm-hmm. my son. Will you tell him congratulations on, on you know, graduating? And I'll be like, or, or will you tell him, you know, that's that's my son. My favorite TV show was Mad Men. And I'm like, uh, so I think, uh, and I'm there like, I think I have your mother here too. I know this isn't what you're asking about, but I can't refuse this. You know, I couldn't, I, I can't refuse these energies. Yeah. And it's like, I can't refuse her, right? Um, she's saying her favorite show is Mad Men. And, you know, it's like, oh, yes, that's correct. Absolutely. Loved that show so much. And actually worked in advertising at one point. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And all yeah. those things. Um, so, yeah, no, mediumship came into my otherwise readings that I was defining as something else for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like you're having with your your Reiki work. I yeah. mean, it's Absolutely. And this is where um, that intelligence and mm-hmm. I feel that us, I, I feel they're picking us. I, 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 I have passion for this, but I also feel that they pick us. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I absolutely believe that there is an intelligence to the other side that we cannot wrap these brains around. And yeah. we just learn, we just learn to trust and, and a, a surrender to, to who is, who is there and what the messages need to be. And, and the healing that takes place is just magical. And, you know, I completely understand, too, how you said, um, I don't remember how you worded it exactly, but you were talking about what spirit will come back. If, if you kind of let it go, if you kind of like push, shove it, the spirit will come back. And I've said that so many times is that, you know, when spirit comes knocking at your door and you don't answer, they go to your back yeah. door. They go to your yeah. windows. If spirit yeah. comes to your door and you're like hiding behind the couch with the lights off saying, shh. We're not here. <laughs> they'll, they'll keep knocking. And, and it's so true. It is just like when this is what this calling suddenly becomes a yelling and we're like, okay, 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 here I am. And yeah. one thing leads and to it, another. And it's not that I didn't want to be of service. I just really thought if I was supposed to be doing this, I would actually be omniscient. And I didn't understand that people developed as well to... Oh. You know, that is another great point. So mm-hmm. by by having that expectation, and mm-hmm. I, I talk about this too, in my development, I learned that I had expectations and demands unconsciously. Like I, I didn't realize, for instance, my clear audience, I, I never really experienced hearing anybody other, any, vo- any voices on the outside, never heard any voices. I right, never right. experienced hearing any voices on the inside of my head, mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of my own voice, right? 
And I had other friends who were, you know, very clear audience. They heard voices, they heard different voice note tones, tonal voices in their head. And and I thought that's I just must not be clear audience. I had this expectation and demand that I didn't realize I had until yeah. one day I recognized how my own clear audience works. It's different than that. And yeah. and that's what you're saying is, you know, we can block ourselves by having these expectations and these demands without realizing it. Well, I think part of the learning is learning to focus on and receive our gifts as they come in. Yeah. So when, so I'm very clear audience. I mean, some of my earliest communications were clear audience, but I didn't hear it as a voice for the most part. Occasionally I do. So for me, it's more like I, I don't hear a voice. Occasionally I do if it's very urgent. Like one time I was doing a phone reading and um, right before I got on this voice a louder voice came to me and said it's metastasized meaning like oh, a cancer yeah. metastasized yeah. right so that was the spirit world saying hey heads up you know be very careful in this reading right this is this is very serious and um that i heard as a voice now what i will hear as a voice the only time i hear an actual voice of their audience and not just receiving words like I just receive it as words and to me it's almost like I sense the words over here like near my ears like they come in near my ears right really? and it's like the words just kind of come in like they're just like the like the the soul I'll sense the soul here and then mm -hmm. it's like the words just being given to me they're just giving me the words mm -hmm. and I don't have to hear the voice unless they want me to hear like an accent or something or how they talked right yes. like, like like that happens right like that will happen and I can but I don't even know that when that happens, I'm actually hearing it. I know that's weird, but it, it's, it's totally, I get it. You know, <laughs> like you said, my clear audience, like these words just plop into my head or these set, this full sentences will just plop into my head. And suddenly I just, I just, I just know what to say by it's yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the coolest it's, it's thing. It's mm -mm. not what people think. And mm -hmm. it's not it's not even what the sensitives think in the beginning, right? Right. And I'll say that's what I'm teaching. So when I teach, because I teach, like because I spirit taught spirit taught me to teach. And yeah. and now I, you know, that's just how that is. Mm -hmm. And I one of the first things I teach when I'm teaching clairvoyance, for example, is because it's one of the easiest for, things for people to do is see auras, right? Mm -hmm. And Every now and then someone will come in and they're like, oh, well, I'm colorblind or I don't see colors. And I'm like, you're not off the hook because we're not just talking about colors here. You can read auras by texture. You can read auras just how it feels to you. It's not actually the color. Mm -hmm. It's not actually the color. Mm -hmm. Colors are a beautiful way to identify it. And they encompass yes. all these qualities. But I can have people reading auras who they don't do it by color. It's mm -hmm. what's the texture, what's the feeling. And that was one of my early wake up calls too. When I was a teenager where I was here like, okay, receiving all the song lyrics, seeing people die. And this was like in the eighties. So it's so perfect, right? It's like <laughs> yes. top teenager, right? Like you're like, but not psychic, right? But then I would have this experience where I would see certain men around like, you know, like the party scene. And I, their aura would be so pronounced to me. I would see like this red, but not a healthy red, like an angry red. I would mm -hmm. see this angry red and then I would see like this black in it, right? Mm -hmm. And I would see that and I'd be like, why am I seeing this? And I'm and I'm like, not psychic, but why am I seeing this? And then I would always hear, it was like spirit trying to show me something that I would hear around about that that man that I'd be seeing with an aura like that turned out to be a violent individual. And it was like, always violence against women 
like like men that beat wow. up their or yeah. like rape somebody like mm. like and I was like whoa like this is really and you know sometimes red is a color of success oh absolutely mm-hmm. joy and energy but it was like the quality of it where it was like this angry red and black in it I'll never forget mm-hmm. that lesson right mm-hmm. totally never. you make a really great point and and you know many people ask you know are you clairvoyant are you clairsentient are what you know what is your main you know I, I think we all might be um aware that you know I've been a huge dreamer my entire life a huge dreamer lucid dreaming big time yeah. clarity color yeah. I mean you you know so so vision for me has is just it's just this normal I mean if you tell me to imagine a pink elephant holding a umbrella in the corner of the room I can boom it's so easy for me there are other people who aren't you know they don't have that that capabilities as easily however my point is um I I believe when when we're doing this we are we are running on all cylinders the 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 feeling the hearing the the vision the the knowing the the smelling, the tasting, you know, we might not be conscious of it all, but I feel like I, we are all running on all cylinders. And like you said, when you're seeing that red, mm-hmm. well, you're feeling, there's your clear sense, you're feeling that it's a, it's a different, there's a different vibe about it. And that it's, there's a, like a, a, a bing, 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 your alarm <laughs> going off, you know, but you yeah. know, you can see the, the red of passion. You can see the red of success. You can see the red of a, an energy healer. You can see, yeah, and and that's a really really great point. But yeah, you utilizing all of them at the same time, it's yeah. We're not painting by numbers, you know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is a very um, we are connecting to a higher intelligence and understanding. Mm-hmm. And I believe that our connection to that evolves us. I think that's part of why the other world connects with us is to help us evolve. Um, and they also want us to know we're loved, of course. Yeah. So speaking of, that was going to be one of my questions. So we'll just go right into it. So, <laughs> okay. uh, um, you know, uh, I often receive this question mm-hmm. and especially doing the work that we do mm-hmm. with your experience throughout life and mm-hmm. readings and teaching and, and students reporting their experiences. What, what is your, what do you think happens after we pass? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I am always going to subscribe. <laughs> You know, maybe I'm so specific about these things because I do teach, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and because I'm trying to, because I did come to it from this perspective of, oh, omniscience, and now like just just my role in this. You know, my guide's always talking about we only have our own role to play in this. They love that. They love this idea of you only have your role. Let people do their role, right? Yeah. So because of that, there's always like this. Um, you know, I'm only going to talk about what I've experienced, right? And mm-hmm. and there's so many talented people and mystics and mediums and shamans and other other oh, kinds of totally. people, right? And people who aren't that who actually died and came back, right? Like like those people, right? The muggles who die and come back, right? So to speak, who have just a valid as an experience. So what I've been What's been described to me, let's put it this way, my experience of this, what's been described to me many times, right, is that a number, it's not like one thing exactly happens either. So let me talk about it in parts. For the most 
part, it feels to me, I, I feel that I've had this described to me so many times that loved ones from the other world come to greet you. And it's almost like they throw a party for you in many cases. I, I, and yeah. it's beautiful. And and I and animals are a hundred percent part of that party. I am so tired of hearing 100%. anybody say animals don't have souls or because they are part of that party and, and it's an important part of that party. And um so I just wanted to use this this platform to say that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, the safe space to say that. Yes. Um, so I feel very much that loved ones are very eager to greet their loved ones as they pass filled with, you know, forgiveness. Now there's main, there's many other things that kind of happen here too, though. Um, sometimes when someone's sort of having, like, if you pass up a heavy mindset, let's say, like, you're just so, I don't know, like you've had a bunch of years that have been really heavy, um, psychologically or you know lots of trauma mm -hmm. or guilty right like maybe mm -hmm. you feel a little guilty about some things you may very temporarily people have described this to me very temporarily very very temporarily um sort of be held with your your attachment right your attachment to those emotions might very i'm not talking about ghosts here i'm talking about something else mm -hmm. i'm talking about might hold on a minute in sort of a creation of your own mind that's between this world and that world a little bit of maybe I'm in a dark place or maybe I'm confused or maybe I'm lost before the party comes to get you. But the party always comes for you is in my opinion. Like I just, I've never had anyone tell me from spirit and I, I invite any medium out there to disagree. I, I'm not here to say this is the only thing that happens. This is yeah, just yeah. my Absolutely. Um my experience is yes some people are temporarily in a confused overly attached to material world emotion state absolutely it does happen it's very temporary i have a very good friend it actually happened to when he passed and he literally was like i felt like he was haunting my apartment for three days but it was like he was just there with me because he was in so much shock he died in a very um traumatic way and it was not a suicide but it was he had to take some responsibility for it because he'd been doing a lot of drugs and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, but, understood. Yep. And he was very before he passed and in, more into the higher level with the light and the loved ones. He, mm -hmm. um, he was a bit in a little for like three days, um, mm -hmm. in a bit of a somber state. And many people will describe to you actually dreams of loved ones who pass who initially will be like, I think I'm lost, right? Mm -hmm. um, these things are so temporary. Um, and the way spirit has described it to me is people always come and get people because everyone mm -hmm. wants like, like, there's no way they're, they're dying to see you, right? Oh, it's totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But also it's a welcome there's, home there's, party. <laughs> yeah. And there's also other kinds of help. So the other thing that I find fascinating is there's almost like this hospital clinic setting in the other world. There's like these angels that it, it, it's almost like they're running a grief hospital in the other world, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. and there are many souls that have described to me being in that grief hospital and doing some kind of processing there. And I know that people, um, and that's even more than a life review because uh, life reviews definitely exist. And what mm -hmm. I've been told about life reviews, again, this is just from the people I talk to in the other world, and sure. hopefully they're good sources, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but what I've been told is that when people pass to the other world, once they've truly let go of their life, once they truly let go of any kind of attachment, do you understand, like, 
what would hold us back temporarily would just be an attachment issue, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Once they let that go, they're eager to do their life review. It's almost like an an amazing experience they want to do because they're in consciousness. Mm -hmm, They're mm -hmm. in consciousness. So there's, there's none of this energy of like, oh, I don't want to look at this or now there are for some reason, and I don't understand all the implications of this, right? I've been shown it so many times. I don't know all the implications of it. I am very aware there are some that go for their life review with the assistance of angels and loving beings and essentially in a kind of grief clinic in the other world. That's how it's been described to me. And then there's been more than one suicide that I've read on that has described to me that they're redoing parts of their childhood in the other world, almost in like a summer camp setting. Like Interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've had I've I've heard about this more than like like multiple times and I I'm not I don't understand all the implications of that to be honest with you. It's just very fascinating. And yeah. um and then there's other spirits who will describe to me, you know, these kind of glorious um like meetups. It's like the energy gathers, people gather, people love to gather. I feel like people in the other world are like always gathering for like these like parties and like, oh, these yeah. like let's listen to that one. You know, I was reading mm-hmm. for this lovely um, woman a couple of days ago and her dear friend who passed and um, he was talking about what a showman he is in the other world. He's like, people gather to, 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 I'm like a showman here. People gather to listen to me. And she was like, Oh my God. Uh, she was like, he was so funny. He, she, she was like, he was like the funniest person, you know, and he was just showing me, he had like so many souls in the other world and he was making them laugh and bringing them the light. So there's all this gathering. And that's been my own experience as well. Like, Early on, before I understood proper development, I took, I did take a, (laughs) I did take a psychic development class and the medium teaching us (laughs) brought us into a meditation into the other world. And I was like one of the only people in the class that had like an experience. So that was awkward, but my experience was extraordinary. My experience was that when I, I went up into the other world, my beautiful cat and my beautiful mother and my beautiful great aunt Betty came with me they like brought me up like they helped bring me into the other world and then Mm -hmm. I ended up in this auditorium with my mother holding a microphone talking about how proud she was of me and there was like a huge auditorium of people clapping and cheering for me just because I exist not because I'm actually so great right just because that's what they do in that dimension. That's the level of support. That's the level of love. That's it, like, to me, this experience was so profound because it resonated so hard that this is like actually what this other world is, right? Yeah. Like, like at least a part of it. It's at least at least part of the story. And, it, oh. and it's part, right? Why they're looking at us here and they're like, let's show this person some love, it's right? So like, that's true. <laughs> You know, I, I had that experience um, in, uh, let's see. So in 2006, I opened up 2007, 2008, 2009. I started delivering spontaneous evidential mediumships when I didn't really know about it. Then I had a muggle yeah. job to work. My muggle job ended in 2018. And then I went face first into mediumship, like like consciously, committingly. I already knew it was, I, I had the juice and I was online, but now I was really learning to understand my own 
um, senses, right? And how they operate and how, how they work and feel within me. I remember my very first practice session that it was, it's like February of 2019 that I just like, was like, this is it. I'm going to do just mediumship. And this is my intention. And wow. it was like, suddenly I got these flashes and I could feel that team that you're talking about, that team, that support. And it felt like they were all watching the screens. And that's like, they were all, they all like, stop talking. They're like, Shh, quiet. Shh. He's going, he's getting ready to start. He's getting ready to start. And then, and then I did it. And you're like, you know, like 20, 30 minutes later, it's like, they all started high-fiving each other and I'll high-five, you know, and, uh, and hooray and clapping and yeah. yes, you know, it was just like, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. When, when people talk about high vibrational, it's high vibrational. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. is high vibrational. It was high levels of love and support. Totally. Yeah. And um, and it is part, I'm telling you, it's part of why they reach out to us too, because they're trying to remind us here to be more loving and be more high vibrational. They they see what a what a like how impoverished um this this incarnated world really is for that. I mean, we mm -hmm. definitely have it here, but but like from their perspective, it's you know, we're we're all eating breadcrumbs. In terms of the love and the support and the absolutely, the you know, they they are they're they're always nudging us to remember who we truly are. I'm an optimist just by by nature, um, and I see that the waves are pronounced that people are really starting to feel this about themselves and starting to get curious about their their own spirit and their own soul and the connection and the oneness and the and the and the truth yeah so i just wanted to thank you for all of your work in 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 adding to this and and being this way shower holding that light for others being that mirror that reflection to show people who they are well, well, thank you. And listen, I'm so thankful when I realized that there were high level teachers for this, you know, people like Tony Stockwell, like I Chris adore Drew, that man. Mm -hmm. And James Von Prague, people mm -hmm. who have walked this path. And, you know, Tony in particular, because I have such an eclectic, I mean, we haven't even touched on some of the stuff, you know what I mean? Like I have a really eclectic gift set for some reason. And I'm not saying I developed all of it at all. I didn't even want to develop part of it because it's just too, I don't know, it's it's too close to humans. I don't know. But um but like someone like Tony who um what I love about Tony's perspective is he really embraces he really embraces that eclectic uh skill set. Mm -hmm. Like like I feel like having him as a teacher helped me understand what I even do really mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense I mean I had an idea of this here and that and this is happening I knew it was psychic and it was mediumship but but just there's some way in which he teaches that really helped me to see that I do things a little differently at times and that that's really okay and yeah. and like I've had so many amazing teachers I mean John Holland is one of my teachers Janet Havik was one of my teachers oh, I love them I always wanted to impress her I always had the secret plan that I would like develop brilliantly on platform and come out and like, you know, Janet could see it, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I just felt that. So with her, she will. And, you know, she will. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. She will. I actually feel like she's, she's, 
listen, some of these spiritualists and spirit are hard at work. I feel, I oh, feel that they're working with all of us. Mm-hmm. You, you know what you, you've gotten this as well. I, totally. they, they are not, they do not stop working just because they are in the other world. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to them and um, to the, all the teachers here. And I don't want to leave anyone out, but um, I, I feel that since I have been developing, it's like, there's so many amazing teachers to learn even more from and I never want to be that person who stops developing I just think Mm -hmm. that's sad actually Mm -hmm. to me it's a constant evolution as we are we have so many layers underneath so many the healing 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 is ongoing and and learning and growing and expanding and really truly like recognizing the the true um vastness of our souls you know and it's just to be able to do this with you and 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 hopefully inspire curiosity and questions and to be able to have these conversations openly you know mm-hmm. is is beautiful and 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 those people, those teachers that you're talking about, you know, the teachers. I went to Arthur Finley in 2019, and I was there for two weeks. I spent a week with Tony actually, and oh, wow. and so speaking of teachers, you know, Gordon Higginson, Mavis, yes. Glenn Edward. I mean, Estelle and Helen. I mean, you can go down the list, you know, all the way down. And we stand on their shoulders, and and like you said, they are hard at work on the other side, working they, with they- us. Yeah, they really are. I really feel some of their presence sometimes. Like I, I really feel that they do, and I don't think I'm making it up. I just don't. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I haven't been to Arthur Finley yet. I really, really want to go someday. It is on my my path, let's and I want go to go together. Yes, let's go together. <laughs> let's yes, go together. yes, absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's amazing uh, that that first week I was there, uh, you know, I knew I was supposed to be there. Let's be clear. I knew I was supposed to be there, yeah. but as, as deeply as I knew I was supposed to be there as, as fearful as I was, I was terrified to be there. And I just <laughs> felt, I just felt like, who am I to, th- why am I here? You know, <laughs> all of these people that you meet. You know, we've heard it say over and over, it's like a Hogwarts for, for psychic medium. Yeah, it totally is. And, yeah, it's and really that's awesome. very true because you go there and you're all <laughs> having these these experiences with spirit that are undeniable and 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 evidential in ways that well, we we hope everybody will learn and understand and experience for themselves. But everybody there, they could have been there three times, five times, seven times. One lady was there 19 times and she's been there probably four <laughs> times since I've been there. I mean, this is like, it's like a home away from home for everybody in this in this work. And we just go and connect and grow together and learn. And those teachers challenge us with these fabulous exercises and, and get us to work this muscle versus that muscle. And, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. And yeah, I would love to go with you. That would be an absolute blast. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, oh my gosh, we have been talking for almost an hour, Pam. Um, okay, you know what? I want you to 
please tell everybody where they can find you and what you have going on, classes, events. Yes. So you can find me at my website, angelpam.com, which has um, access to all my readings, the different kind of readings that I do. And my contact information for readings are Reiki. I also do Reiki in Malibu on Sundays in um, Point Duke Village. I'm teaching uh, in August on the Friday the 18th at Roman's Bookstore has a meeting room where I'm doing channeling classes. We The last class was a, a channeling class and the students loved it so much that they asked me to keep teaching channeling. It's not even a progressive series, but it might turn into a progressive series. They just resonated with it so much. And they were like, can we just do this for a while? And there's always mystery guests, even when we that. just do other modalities. I just always have it there because I feel like spirit likes this idea of almost like a passive mediumship exercise for some reason. It's, um, well, spirit, spirit, you know, I, I try to listen. I really try to listen to my guides. My guides really do guide me and they really have helped me. Like, like I really benefit from their guidance, which is why I listen to it. Yeah. But so I have the channeling class Friday, August 18th, and then Saturday, the 19th at Mystic Journey Bookstore, I have a spirit circle of kind of like a manifestation, like visioning, you know, kind of meditation followed by a spirit message circle and that's for august um the development classes are ongoing though pretty much the third friday of, of most months nice. and you can find the website angelpam.com my instagram which is angel underscore arts underscore pam and my email is angelarts777 at gmail.com angelarts777 at gmail.com fabulous <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want to encourage all of you take a look at Pam and all of her work. She's doing really beautiful things out there. And like I said, yeah. you know, spreading that light and, and, and helping people discover and see that light within themselves, because we all have that light and we all have access to it. And we are all, and we're we all meant to remember that we are that light. And we all deserve to be that light. Totally. We all deserve that happiness and that soul expression it's it's we've reached a level of evolution where that's available to most people if they can uh consider um developing it or working for it a little bit yeah. we all deserve it yeah completely <laughs> so okay so pam um what what would you like what are you feeling led with to leave people with words of wisdom that you just feel coming through you Oh, wow. Okay. So it could be so many things, but I do feel for some reason, I feel being called to connect people with trees, like trees as a resource and a guide like that. You know, these are living, breathing um, companions in, in this incarnation that trees have a lot of wisdom and healing energy and connecting with that energy. Is there a healing and will also help people in a very grounded, gentle way, open up to their own guides. I'm being called to tell somebody this. Um, and I do feel a guide near me who's trying to show some gravitas as a teacher, <laughs> endorsing this message um, that it, 
it is time for people to understand and feel empowered as well. I guess this is a message of empowerment that if for some reason you can't afford teachers or you don't live near teachers or you don't have Zoom or or you don't have the resources or you're just not ready to want to join an official class with someone because you're too intimidated or you're too much of an outsider, even though we're all outsiders. We all started as outsiders, right? <laughs> that you have the trees and that may sound, maybe I'm from California and maybe that sounds like I'm from California, but um, that really is the message I'm being given to give to the people watching the program is to connect with this energy and in a grounded, gentle way, let this energy hold you and help you make your own connection and link with spirit. Yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you you're such a lovely energy it's so fun to be on your show I just feel that you're gonna like you're just like you just started it just feels to me like I know you've been doing this a while but the energy is like hitting me like you just started and this is about to start revving up into such an extraordinary program where you're just gonna have more and more exciting people on this show thank you yes, thank you I, I, I feel that too yeah, you're so meant to do this because you're just, you have the right energy, do you understand, to put the intuitives at ease as well, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're a healer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, take a look at Pam and all of her work. And remember, we're here for you. Pam is here for you. I am here for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out, email us. And have a wonderful week, you guys. And we'll be together again next week. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.